Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. I guess I want to, uh, if there's kingdom kids, I think we can dismiss the, the kingdom kids right now. That was powerful, right? Marina's been holding out on us. That's, that's, uh, that's where I'm landing with all of that. Yeah, what, what, an, awesome, uh, what an awesome song. What an awesome time for, for worship, though. Amen. Man, I don't know how to, I really don't know how to follow that, that one up. I think we're good, we're good. You guys, uh, you guys can open up, at least get the book of Acts ready. Uh, we'll, we'll be there in a minute. Um, we're really, uh, if you're done with the book of Acts, that's okay, but because we're going to be really kind of closing up today. It, it's, we've went through all of the text, and right now I just really wanted to, summarize a lot of what we've uh, been going through yeah. um, and we even in in the course of our study you can it's, it's almost like a liberal use of the word study right because we went through two chapters a week for about 30 minutes a piece and i think we went a mile wide and you know a few inches deep and so it's not yeah. it's not as meaty as maybe some of us would have liked i know there's different points that i was even reading that i'm like i just got to cut out right we can't even add it in here, there's just not enough time, or it, it, the person communicating it, it wouldn't do that good of a job of communicating it, okay? So, but today, I, I want to say that I think the book of Acts, I want to put before you, can be summarized, and you can remember what's going on in the book of Acts with just three words, okay? And the words are right here. It's good, Jesus, and trust, okay? So I have three points, and so I, I want to look through what you think about just three words you can understand the entirety of the book of Acts, okay? So we're going we're gonna to dig in. Work with me here. The first point is good. And that's as in share good news. We're, we're over here in Acts 4. So a lot of what we're going to do today is going to be, again, it's going to be a summary. But I hope to make it very practical. And I hope for you guys, as, as maybe you've been reading through it in your own you know, quiet times or times with God, maybe you've come to similar conclusions. But I hope that we can all come to just a few conclusions and hopefully some conviction upon leaving today. And the first is to share good news. Um, it's, it's in Acts 4, and you guys all know it, so this is why we're going through it pretty quickly. Work with me here, though. This is after Peter and, and John were imprisoned, and then they're questioned, and they're like, we have no idea what to do with these guys. This is early on in, uh, in, in the mission we don't know what to do with them. They're preaching the word. People are kind of loving them. I, I don't know. They just said, all we can do is just tell them not to preach. And this is what they say in, in verse 19. It says, but Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him. You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And, and it is a lesson so much as, I, as I've been reading Acts, I think so much of my perspective has been that we are just carrying on 
the torch and we are just walking on the foundation that has already been laid by, by these individuals and by thousands and millions and potentially billions that have, that have come before us, okay? But this is the, the start of it. He's saying we can't help but speak about what we've seen and what we've heard. For you and I, I, I think as we think about the book of Acts, but as we think about our own lives, a question that I really want us to ruminate and sit with is are we sharing the good news? And do we still think the news is good? You know, the, the reality is the news is good all of the time and the news is good for everyone. Okay, right? Like the news is good all of the time. When, when things are not going well in our lives, you know what the news still is? It's still good. Jesus rising from the dead, raising from the dead is still good. It is still amazing that we have an opportunity to be here and to worship, but it's awesome that Jesus considers us worthy to worship him. It is, it is still good when things are going bad. When things are going awesome, for so many, I don't know which, which camp you fall in. Some of us fall in the camp of when things are going very good, we're like, man, Jesus is awesome. When things are going very good, though, there's others of us, when things are going well in our lives, that it's pretty easy to eat, drink, and be merry and just go on with our lives. So I, I know when things are going bad, trust that Jesus is good. When things are going really good, trust that Jesus is good. Let's give him the glory instead of anything of our own doing. Amen? And so the news is always good. But the news is good for all, okay? And so the news is always good, and the news is good for all. It's not just the, the lowest of low. It's not just for those that look just like us. It's not those just in Kalamazoo. But the news is good for everybody. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll read this in a sec. But I, I, I was thinking about this, this psalm, actually. It's in Psalm 68. It's so easy for us to see how the, the news is good for those who need it most. The news is good for those down on their luck. The news is good for those who grew up in the faith and have an exposure to it. Then The news is good for them, but the reality is the, these men and women, they preached the good news wherever they went and they preached to everyone. Yeah. It just says, it's in Psalm 68, 4, it says, Sing to God, sing in praise of His name, extol Him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before Him, His name is the Lord, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. And so these are sometimes the people that we think of when we think of who the, the gospel is good for. A father to the fatherless. And so many of us have grown up with, with dads who are awesome. Many of us have grown up with fathers who are, are less than that. And, who, and even those of us who grew up with the best of fathers understand that what are they? They're flawed. And... and the Bible says that, that God is a father to the fatherless. It says he's a defender of widows, especially in that culture, more than any, any other. And I, I put before you, a widow was seen, excuse me, as not being worth much. Seen as somebody who is just the, the lowest of the low that only has to be given to. And, and how cool is it that God is a defender of, for the, the, at least what's viewed in society. And we, reality, we understand that to be so far from the truth, but it's being the low of the low. Right. Yeah. And the reality is God is that. But, but listen to this part here now, okay? It says, God sets the lonely in families. And we talked about that. He leads out the prisoners with singing. I think we can see that and we're energized by that. But this too. But the rebellious live in sun-scorched land. You think about the idea of sun-scorched land. And I was sitting with it this week. This just sun-scorched land. And what is sun-scorched land? Well, 
It's land that you have to work very hard to get just a little bit of crop from, right? It's land that you have to sit with and, and work for, and it's just, it still doesn't measure up. If you, if you leave land for any length of time, it, it only gets worse. You know, we, me and Bianca, no one would describe us or accuse us of being green thumbs, okay? So we, we're trying to do this, this, we, we're planting these, we have some planters in our front yard, and it has become absolutely clear that the, whatever's on the ground is just dead. Um, it's, it went from this really nice green that's really strong green to now. I, I looked at it and I'm like, man, it's a lighter green. Okay, maybe that's just how the, the plant is. It's, it's okay. And then I see it's more than light green. Now it's turning brown. And then I looked at it and I'm like, man, I guess these are just always supposed to be a very small plant. And, and then I look at other people's and I'm like, no, 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 that plant grows. So our plant must be dead. And, and that's where we've landed. This is, this is sun-scorched land, though. We have to work and work and work, and the result is very little. I'd put before you that so many of the people who we put in high authority are those that are working on sun-scorched land. That they can only, as much as they work, they get back in return, but it's only as much as they work. And whenever they stop working, their satisfaction is gone as well. You think about the CEOs in the top of the top. They're working in sun-scorched land. The gospel is good for them. You think about those in, in, who, who uh, posture on social media and who are working so hard to, to present this facade, and, and it looks so good. However, as soon as they stop posting, you know what stops happening? The likes, the likes leave with them, okay? They're, they are tilling sun-scorched land. The gospel was preached to them. We can look all over the Bible, and I've been praying over the last series of, of months doing this, this study that, God, there are... There are people who are the, the modern-day proconsuls. There are people who are the modern want to know who God is. You know, it, it says, it, yeah, that's right. It says in, in, it's in Acts 26, verse 29, it just says, Paul replied, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. That all who are listening, this is to King Agrippa, he's like, hey, are you going to convince me in this time? And he says, I don't. I, not only you, I just want to convince everybody. And that's, that's the reality that we have to preach this good news. I, I want to ask us, though, is the news still good? And, and the, 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 one of the ways I really want to challenge us as we enter into this, this time of fall where really we're, we're, I, I want to put it before it, I, I want to put before us to be locked in really from the, kind of from now, September-ish, through the middle of, of November. And then once, Thanksgiving hits, you know everything goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't even think straight. We're worried about X, Y, and Z. But from now until Thanksgiving, let's just try to lock in to this idea of the news being good and let us, let us preach it. Yeah. But I, I want to give us this, this challenge, and that is to preach the gospel, to invite people to do whatever you have to do without any caveats. So often as we're sharing our faith, as I'm sharing my faith, say, hey, do you want to come to church? Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Let's not even be sorry to interrupt. If we have the best news, we, we shouldn't be sorry. To, if, if, you know, if I had $10,000 that I was charged with, you have to give $1,000 to 10 people. I, I don't think that I would say, I'm so sorry to be taking up your time. Do you want $1,000? Right? I would just, I would start waving it around. And say, I've got a, I've got a G. Who, I, here's $1,000. I, I want to challenge us to do the same thing with the gospel, though. I want to challenge us in this season to not give any caveats with that. I want to challenge us 
to be ready to give a defense or and defense is maybe a, a harsh word, but to be ready to give an answer when somebody says, oh, I've got a church that I go to. So often, if you're anything like me, when somebody says that, the response is, good for you, have a good day. I want to I wanna give us a little bit of conviction that the reality for so many of us is we all had churches that we went to, didn't we? So many of us all had churches that we went to. We all had groups that we were a part of, and yet, for whatever reason, it was unfulfilling. So trust that it's unfulfilling for them too. Trust that there's something more for them as well. Amen? I, I believe with my whole heart that, that this congregation in Kalamazoo is the best place for minimum 95% of people that I share my faith with. And that's a low, that's low, but let's just say 95% of people. I believe there's, there's one in 20 that we're just too crazy for them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, it's just too haphazard and the leader is too, too, too messed up. And that's okay. That, that, then that's fine. But I would say that means there's 19 of 20 that this is the best spot for them. Let's, let's preach the good news. Amen. Amen. So the, the second point, so if the first is good, then the second point is Jesus. And it's that, that all over the book of Acts, they just created Jesus-centered communities. That's something we have an opportunity to do here. That's something we are actively doing right here. Again, you guys know these scriptures. We're going through them quickly, but it, it just says that's way too small for you guys to read. So it's, in, <laughs> it's too small for me to read, so I know it's too small for you to read. It's in Acts, uh, it's in Acts 2. Again, I, I think so many of us could probably recite this. Uh, by heart and get it only a little bit wrong. It says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, there's, I've shared it in so many different settings. Like certainly there's going to be a time when, hear me now, when this this church is, is too big to have everyone in one home at once. Or at least, now it's actually a little bit too big to do that comfortably unless we find one of these pro consoles with a mansion. But what I'm saying Outdoors, we can still do it. You know what I'm saying? But pretty soon there's going to be a time when we're, when we're just not able to meet all together comfortably, even, even outside in the backyard. Yeah. I, I want us to enjoy that time, that time now, though, that we can still do that. that we, can, we can live this out so acutely. And there's going to come a time when there's going to be issues and challenges. And that's not good. We'll, we're still going to go through it. Work with me here. It's not anyone. Is it anyone's car? Challenges and then and then the yeah. There you go. Amen to God. There's going to become a time when again there's there's so many challenges even in this church that that we'll have to to navigate. But I think right now we have such an opportunity to live out Acts two and to be an example of this not only to Kalamazoo but to the entire Midwest family of churches. Okay. We have that opportunity. It's just given to us on a platter. Let us do it then. Let us make a point to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And then in, in, in Acts 5, you might be able to read this one. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's in verse 12. And I, I've sat with this for, again, 
for a series of hours throughout the time. I'm, I pray through it frequently because I'm trying to understand it better and better. It doesn't make sense on the surface. It just says, The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. So again, they didn't join unless they were ready for what it took. They understood the commitment that was necessary if they were going to be active followers of the way, active followers of Christianity and Jesus. Let us let us imitate that though. Amen. This is, you know, it's been described by by some people as like the the this this type of discipleship. Hear me now and I don't say it with a feather in my cap, but it's been described as the the few the proud. Oh, there there's a, the few the proud that that live this out and are really active in it. And I would say amen to that. I would say let's do everything we can to give everyone an opportunity to be the few, the proud, because we understand that there's nothing that we've done that's incredible, right? right. There's nothing that we've done to, to earn the title of the few, the proud. We're just trying to live it out. And we are failing so frequently, but we're committed to doing it for the rest of our lives. Amen. amen. Our focus, if we're going to be a, a Jesus-centered community, well, then our focus has to be on Jesus. And so, so much of, of how as we begin to formalize as a church, we're going to be there's going to be stuff that, that, that becomes calcified and solidified and stuff that's not bad, but stuff that we really have, we can challenge it. We can challenge how we organize worship. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can challenge how we organize uh, different, different types of helping other people to follow Jesus. We can challenge the scriptures that we open up to help people follow. We can, we can change all of that. Let's not become so focused on the method that we forget our, our creator. Amen. Let's not become so focused on this is the way the church should be. That, that we lose sight of who Jesus is trying to make us to be, which is more like him. Amen? And, and the, the last point is to trust, and that's to trust the Holy Spirit. And we see that, again, all throughout the, the book of Acts. In Acts 11, again, you guys know this, Peter's explaining why Gentiles can be in the kingdom of God. And he says, as I began to speak, he's just giving this recollection, in verse 15, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus, so, sorry. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? And this idea of the Holy Spirit being the leader. That, and and again, I, again, a caveat. I perhaps we understand this isn't the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the the speaking in tongues and the miraculous healing, and and I'm talking about on a day to day life interacting with God so much so that in your average day to day, what what anyone else would call mundane, that you're actually following what God wants you to do. That's the type of Holy Spirit that I'm talking about being locked into. You know, the idea here though is. Who was I to think I could get in God's way? For you and I, we have to be so keen to the reality that we don't want to get in God's way. We, in fact, we want to get out of God's way and just let him move, let him work. And you know what? We'll, we'll try to latch on. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a spot. That's the reality. That's the cool thing is if we get out of God's way and we latch on, he's going to hold us. We're not going to fall if we can latch on. If we just try, he's with us and we're going and we're moving at his pace. And that's exciting. But if we're not behind God, then we're just in his way, okay? Understand that if we're not behind God, 
then we're just in his way. We can't, there's no, there's no working adjacent to God and doing what God wants. There's just working in front of God and slowing him down, okay? I, I, work with me here. I, I, I workshopped this analogy with Gavin and he thought it worked well. So blame him if it doesn't, okay? So there's a, there's a game, there's a game called Mario Kart. It's going downhill from here. Uh, there's a game. There's a game called Mario Kart, and really, what what happens is there, it's just a racing game. But there's these different power-ups, and the further back you are in this race, the more likely you are to get a really cool power-up. So some of the power-ups are mushrooms that make you go fast, and there's one specific power-up that is like the end-all, be-all of power-ups. Okay, it's Bullet Bill, and so th- if you see this power-up, you know a few things. One you know that you were probably pretty far back in the race because Mario Kart's a pretty socialist game. And, and, and then the second thing you know is, I, if I'm in 12th, I'm going to 6th right away. You know, I'm, I am speeding past everybody, and anyone in my way is just falling over. Okay, and it's, it's like the coolest thing that happens, and you just knock people over. Oddly enough, Spencer is very familiar with, uh, with, with Bullet Bill. Uh, usually, usually, usually when we're playing our game, Spencer ends up being Bullet Bill. So, because he's so far back, and, and that joke didn't land, but that's okay. I think, I think, I want to put before us that, that in our relationship with God, that, that work with me here, he's Bullet Bill. He's going ahead and beyond, and so much faster, and so much better, and so much bigger than you and I can by ourselves. By our way to race and doing it the right way, we still can't match up to Bullet Bill. In our, in our day-to-day living with God, if we just decide we're going to get back on, we're going to latch on, and he's, he's going to hold us when we latch on, there are some amazing things that are going to happen if we are focused on locking into the Holy Spirit. And then, and then this, this second, second part, it just says, this is Paul talking still in verse 19. It says, so then King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. He says, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. And I want to pull something out for us is not only is it just latching on to the Holy Spirit and locking into God, but also to understand that, that there's no working side by side and also doing what God wants us to do in, in this way. Because if we're not behind him, then we're being disobedient to him. He said, I can't be disobedient to the vision. If we, I think if we viewed it this way, we'd be pretty keen to, to latch on as quickly as possible. I think we'd be pretty keen to just jump on and be, try to just be a part of it. Whatever amazing is happening, I just want to be a part of it. Yeah. It says, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and all Judea, then to the Gentiles, I preach they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That's why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. <coughs> no, we don't speak up for God. We're, we are being disobedient. Understand that. There was a, there was a little note in the, the section, the study Bible that I have. And it, it was talking about Cornelius and how he, he is interacting with the, the Holy Spirit and the little title of it, it, it struck me it struck me wrong. It says, the early days of Christianity were exciting. And then it talks about 
the life of Cornelius. And it brings up some different facts about Cornelius and who he, who he was. But it just says the early days of Christianity were exciting. And I read that and I'm like, man, the days of Christianity right now ought to be exciting. This, this is, these are the exciting days of Christianity. Certainly it was then, but we're, we're just trying to live, live out all of the stuff they already did. So it should be exciting for us as well. I put before you that perhaps it's, it was more exciting, or at least on the surface more exciting for them than for us, is, is, is because perhaps they were more in tune with the Holy Spirit than we are right now. So my question is, what good things do you do that have become more routine than Spirit-filled? What good things do you do that have become more routine than Spirit-filled? You know, the, the, the truth about all of this, and as we study the book of Acts, we understand it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, and we have some understanding of what happened next, but if you're viewing it how I'm viewing it, then I put before you that, that Acts, at least, not, not Acts of the Apostles, but Acts of the Holy Spirit, which is what some, uh, some, some people, uh, theologians might say it's probably more aptly called, is still going on to this day. And so if that is true, then what would our chapter say? What would the chapter, certainly for your life, what would it say? But, but then think about for the Kalamazoo church, what would the chapter in the book of Acts say? I don't know if it would be chapter 10,000 something or other, but what would it say? Yeah. And I want to challenge us right now that as, as we think about that, we're going to pray right now, we're going to take communion but to remember these three words, good, Jesus, and trust. And if we do that, I think we'll understand the book of Acts better. And I think we're going to be able to, uh, to connect with God in a more acute way as this semester really unfolds. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, Lord, I, I thank you for your church. I thank you for your son. Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. I thank you that we can come... Uh, and speak so audaciously to you that we can pray to you and that you hear us, that we can pray to you and that you love to hear us, God. We, we just want to follow you. We want to, we, we just want to latch on and we're grateful that when we try to, you don't let us go. Uh, we're grateful that as many times as we try and we fail, but if we try again, we're grateful that you forgive us. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Certainly we didn't deserve any of it. God, please, uh, see our hearts as we're taking communion. God, I pray that you are glorified by it. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.